0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Comment Writers. We are a Comment Writer review podcast, and we're here to talk about Comment Writer Gotchard episode seven. I'm your host, Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, and I'm joined as always by my good friend, Toby Tobes. Hi, Toby.
1: Josh, this week when I started watching episode seven, uh, for whatever reason, the way it started made me feel like I missed an episode. <laughs> and I had, me a, too. I had, and I had, and I had a real weird moment of panic after I watched it because I usually watch it right before we start talking. And I was trying to think to myself, what would I do if I accidentally watched the wrong episode? Uh
0: uh-huh.
1: And I didn't really have an answer. Like, I wasn't sure if I was like, like almost like embarrassed to tell your parent, like I fucked up.
0: Uh, I was, oh, yeah. Ner- I was nervous. I was really,
1: like, yeah. I was, I was nervous. I was like, if I had to That's say, like, Josh, to I watched the wrong thing. Or if you start like talking about something. And then if I was like, I didn't see this at all would I just have to lie and just pretend I saw it and try to like go along with the joke? As we said, I should try to do sometime or try to do it <laughs> together or I don't know what to do. So I feel good. Episode seven.
0: I'm glad, I'm glad you, you watched the right episode. Um, I'm glad that I didn't have to, uh, play, play mean parent on, t- on you and tell you that I was disappointed, not mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the idea of you being like, yeah, I totally also liked it when, that thing happened that you just said, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, like, just completely I completely didn't watch it. Because like the one, there's a new item that just shows up or
0: smartphone. Yeah, so <laughs>
1: yeah. he like, I guess we're like we we'll call this a little early review, but smartphone shows up and he's doing stuff with it. And then I was like, I don't remember him getting a phone though, and then I was <laughs> yeah. thinking about it, and I was like, I'm pretty sure last week was week six or episode six. So I, just, I kept watching, and I'm like, this doesn't feel right, though. Like, something feels off about this, and I don't like it. So <laughs> it, at least it all worked out.
0: Yeah, I had the exact same experience with with, with smartphone, where I'm like, I, did Did I miss a plot point where he got this last time? And I, I was very confused up to the point where they showed the phone very closely. Then I remembered, oh, this is like that time that Geet's, uh, randomly called down his spider phone. And he, he used it for like half a second and then like threw it away so that they could show the toy off and then sell it. I was like, oh, it's just that. They just need to show the toy off. And this was the quick way of them showing the toy off. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of smartphone, uh, did you notice that it has like app icons like it's an iPhone, but the one right in the middle is a tie. It's He's wearing a tie.
1: I, it, it, I didn't notice enough. But that's hilarious. Like all I could think of is the uh, the slow building geeks overlap. Honestly, at
0: this point, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did it did make me want to uh, want to theme my own phone to look like the the screen of of smartphone with a tie in my center app and stuff. I got to figure that out. <laughs> I got to oh, well, get yeah, a really good now. screen
1: grab. It has a fantastic fake Safari icon, <laughs> and then the the ties right next to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll have to go back and, and check all that out. But it, it's very, very funny, very cool. <clears throat> it doesn't seem like the, the phone does much either. Like it just like he talks to it and he like asks it for help, right? But like there's not there's not a lot of gimmick with it. Like uh No, it, it
1: doesn't turn into a spider, like the last no,
0: one. <laughs> which is definitely not as cool. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I was also super confused, but just just powered through, and then it all mostly made sense. They're they're Don't. blazing blazing new trails here with this episode, Joe, because this was also a two-parter, the beginning yeah. of a two-parter, which is new for gotchard as well.
1: Don't worry, the smartphone only costs forty dollars, but it comes with its Kemi cards. I guess that's a deal.
0: <laughs> so speaking of, of uh buying things from Japan that, that we shouldn't be doing, uh let me tell you and the people about a weird Japanese toy obsession that I have. Uh, I don't know if I've shared this with you before, Toby, but I am into trains in general as a concept. I think trains are very fun. Um, specifically, I like Japanese trains. Like, I like the shinkansen, the, the bullet trains and stuff. Um, and they make these toys in Japan that are like plastic rail or PLA rail is what they're called. Okay. And they're, they're, they're made for kids. But they're these little toy trains that are that are motorized. You put a battery in them, you turn them on, and they go. And they come on this like cute little blue track, and you can buy all kinds of trains modeled after real world trains. So like I have one from the Yamanote line, which is very cool. Um, And you you lay out your track, and you can buy little stations for the trains to go through, and like little things where you can make the train stop and then start back with a lever. All kinds of fun stuff. Uh, They're super cool. They're cheap little toys. I have ordered several of them straight from Japan because you can't really get them here very very much. Um, but because they're big giant packages, getting them shipped from Japan is super expensive. Oh, I so, can only like, imagine. So like <laughs> you're just getting this like box that should be like a you know, box of like sixty dollars worth of toys that ends up being like two hundred dollars because you had to ship it from Japan. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's my fun obsession. So I I I'm saying that because. I just had the trains out to play with them this past weekend uh, and and was thinking, Wait,
1: define playing with them,
0: like uh, playing them, playing with them was me and my daughter getting them out and setting up the train track and her getting frustrated with me because I wanted to very meticulously lay out a train line and she wanted to just more like, you know, (laughs) make them go around and shove them off the tracks and (laughs) that kind of smash them in each other. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I wanted to be more of a train conductor and she wanted to be more of a train, uh, uh, um, I don't know, uh, God, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord of the Trains.
0: Yeah, but no, we we were, we were playing them together because I was I was telling her about this train collection that I had. So we decided to get the trains out and and clear off the dining room table completely and set up the train track and stuff. It was fun. Uh, she enjoyed seeing the trains go around. But I was I was looking at this, you know, my collection of trains, thinking like I should get another train. I should get another train. <laughs> So I was, I was looking again at the Japanese trains and the shipping and really just like doing that hard, you know, chin scratch of like, ah, get, can I justify the the shipping cost? Maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can't. I don't know. So I'm just eyeballing. They have, they have trains now that are called a real class because I think they've realized that there are certain adults that are weird like me that are into these types of trains. So they make ones that are like a little bit nicer and like have like lights and stuff. <laughs> so I'm looking at getting some real class trains now. <laughs>
1: Are you are you gonna set up like a diorama for all the trains? Because like when I was growing up, my dad had a huge train set in the basement of his old of his old house. Nice, okay. and it was one of my favorite things. Because like obviously the rule was don't make them go too fast or they fly off the thing. Yeah. but he had like he had like the fake mountains. He had the he put down his own the sprinkle soddy grass stuff. Like he had a nice. whole thing going on, and I always wanted to do that with my Legos. But there's too many. I have way too many now, and there's not enough room for that kind of nonsense. Yeah, but trains seem more. Universally accepted, where it's easier to put a little train track and a little train world out there.
0: It is, yeah. I so I I love like train diorama setups. Um, one <laughs> one time there was a train, uh, kind of convention that came to my town that I went to just to mainly look at things, which just was super fun. Um, so I don't have a train setup. Uh, kind of the nice thing about these toy trains is because they're toys and it's just snap together track, you can get them out play with them for an afternoon and then put them all away. Like they don't take up like permanent space in your house. Gotcha. However, I downstairs, I do have a slot car, a large slot car track set up, which is like, it's basically this, it's a big L shape um, that, that is two giant tables worth. Um, nice. And, and I, I mean the process, the, the goal there, basically I've, I've devised what is my permanent layout and that's going to be, like, the big um, put scenery on, put grass on, put, like, hills and stuff, like, that kind of a thing. So that's the goal there. I'd started that very briefly at our old house and then had to, like, tear it all down to move. So in the new house now, I've, like, completely reconfigured the track layout, which means that a lot of the scenery pieces I'd made for the last track don't fit anymore because they were, you know, conformed to the track and stuff. But yeah. Anyway, that, that's the goal for that. So it's not the trains, it's race cars, but it's the exact same idea of just like a permanent setup on tables in my house that's gonna have all of the <laughs> all the diorama, all the all the <laughs> stuff set up. Um, so that's that's that side of the hobby for me. So the train stuff is more just like toys I can get out and play with once in a while. Um, but yeah, that's the I've always loved the same thing. I'm just like getting to see the like miniature like people and buildings and stuff. Those are always like super super fun. Um, There
1: was a place near my house, like an hour away-ish, when I was growing up. Uh, Like, I was probably, up until I was mid-30s, the last time I went there was probably I was 10. Uh, It was called Roadside America. It's long gone now. It was probably a football field-sized building, maybe a little bit smaller. But the whole thing was one giant train set.
0: And they had <laughs> the enough cramp.
1: things where, like, there was, I think, like, 40 buttons. And basically, you just walk in a slow circle around the outside of the track. You can press a button at every, I'm going to call it station. It would make something move on the train track. Like, it would either make a train move. It would make the lumber mill have, like, the little guys saw lumber. It have, like, windmill fans go if you press the button. And nice. it was my absolute favorite thing. And I remembered loving it as a kid. So, I took... I took people with me to go see it recently as an adult. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to play as an adult. Maybe it was stupid. I never realized it, but it was just as good as an adult as it was when I was a little kid. Love it. And now it's closed. So I was very sad that it closed, but I got to see it one last time as a taking way too many pictures, adult person. So I have like (laughs) thousands of pictures of my last time there, at least. So it feels nice.
0: I'm glad you got to go. Yeah. I, um, i don't do it as much anymore but at some point like in the middle of the pandemic i got very deep into watching youtube videos of people's uh train layouts (laughs) and stuff like that um and i'll 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 dabble in them occasionally now but the the fun thing about the good train layouts that people do because you you picture it in your mind where it's just like you know if you think about model trains it's just like well i put the trains on the track and i turn them on and then just go around in a circle right it's not really like interactive but people will like come up with scenarios for their train tracks and we'll have like offlines and stuff like that where they have to basically they'll set it up like they're actually working the trains where they'll be like oh we have to go from this industry pick up two cars worth of things take it over to this industry drop those off pick up three more take it back over to this third place and like like they'll they'll do that where they have to like do all of the like maneuvering cars around to to get the right ones hooked up and then pull them to the right place and then turn your train around and back them in and that kind of stuff which is that's the interesting thing to like watch which is the most nerdy thing that you can imagine but uh is really really interesting to see people go through all of these like super complicated maneuvers with their little toy
1: trains. (laughs) Well, That's funny, too, because um, there's a, I'm going to call them, like, a tier of people where any of the simulator games, they take them hardcore serious. Yeah. And, like, I had a friend when I was growing up, so this would have been, like, mid-90s, who was super into, like, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like, the OG, there's barely graphics here thing. Heck yeah. but he taught me how to play it, and he we did it in a way where he was like, "We can't leave the airport until you call in the commands properly and type in the stuff like you're actually calling <laughs> into the the air tower, the nice. air tower controller, and like stuff like that." So even like with your train story, like there's people that play like the whatever the trucking sim the trucking sim is, where you drive like the semi across the country. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. anyone thing get super into those things like that. I think it's so awesome to be like that diehard about it. I just don't think I could do it.
0: Yeah, that th- that's exactly where I'm at too. Like, it's fun to watch. Like, it wouldn't be fun, I don't think, for me to execute those things, but to like briefly take a tour in someone's strong passion about these things is very <laughs> fun. Um, like, yeah, watching this guy like explain his complicated system of how he deals cards out to figure out like what operations he's doing on his train that day and stuff is really interesting. I wouldn't want to do that myself, like create that system myself. But like, yeah, I love diving into things that people are like insanely passionate about <laughs> and <have> come <laughs> up with like crazy complicated things. It's true about games and stuff too, right? Like, like video games, like with the flight sound, like you mentioned, or like, it's fun to like, again, like tour in games, like destiny which is the one where it's like, I'm never going to be super hardcore in this, but it's really fun to talk to like my one friend who is intensely into Destiny and can tell me all about the things you hoops you have to jump through to get the raid completed and that kind of stuff like it's interesting to hear about.
1: I had uh, my one old coworker. He had he was older like 10 years older than me. So he had kids that were teenage age and one if not both were hardcore into Farming Simulator. To the extent that they found a discord that ran tournaments (laughs) that you play farming simulator for a week. You couldn't cheat. Yeah. I think you only could do set times during the day where everyone played their own separate thing, but you had to you had to run your own farm for a week and then they would compare stats and numbers and however the hell that game works. But they were so into farming simulator specifically that they found a place that did tournaments for it.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> do you do you, have you ever gotten into anything that deeply that is relatively obscure
1: in like that was just really good at like a simulator thing or like
0: just anything yeah like are, have you ever gotten to a point with like with something that like isn't very mainstream that you're like joining discords for it or like or, or that that level of dedication to to a thing gambling i guess <laughs> yeah gambling for you for sure yeah that's why i feel about it <laughs> are you in gambling discords i am what 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 happens in gambling discords uh
1: it, it's mostly people uh offering up picks for the day or like hey what do you guys think about this is this a good thing okay and then if a lot of times everyone comes to a consensus on a bet uh, there's a lot of live chatting about like happiness or sadness as a game goes on.
0: Okay, I like that. That's fun.
1: So it's basically like, it's basically like if we're using, we use football. It's basically like watching a football game with your friends, but just online. And then we're going to, then we take, uh, take it a step past that because people have money on it and they're way more invested than just watching <laughs> a game with your friends online.
0: Are there ever, are there ever a thing, um, uh, are, are there ever points where like, a couple people are the dissenters and they're like celebrating while everyone else is sad and losing. Of course. Like, and
1: even with my friends, when we don't agree on things, I'm so mellow about a lot of this stuff in general. Where, like, if all three of my friends, I have like four, counting me, there's four hardcore degenerates in my friend group. If the other three don't agree with me, I'll still be polite enough to be like, I hope you guys win. Because, like, nice. I, I don't want to root against three of my friends, but they never give me the same respect back. <laughs> <laughs> never. Because then, then like, if, if if my team starts losing, like, of course, the three of them are happy and bullshitting over text, like, oh, home run, oh, touchdown, whatever. And I'm like, I understand why you guys are doing it, but, like, surely you realize this doesn't feel good. And if it was <laughs> the other way around, like, I'm just taking pot shots at three of my friends, like, yep, look who's winning, assholes. <laughs> Hope this feels good.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I I wouldn't rub it in your face if I I feel like I would do it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> uh, but but I wouldn't do it knowingly. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's jump into some uh some some talk about uh common writer again. We we opened the episode with a little bit of common Rider talk there, talking about smartphone, which was unheard of for you and I. <laughs> <laughs> on topic from from the jump there. That was that was crazy. Good thing we talked about training. Yeah, yes, we it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Let's jump into some emails. We have uh, an email this week coming in from our friend Shade. Uh, Shade has a lot of things to uh, to tell us. It says, "Hey guys, remember when I said uh, I'll return with interesting when interesting stuff happens? Well, a lot of interesting stuff <laughs> happened." <laughs> um, so first, uh, Shade sends over some pictures from the x Xade character book. Um, Which are just like some funny like uh, there's a a T pose from Taiga, which is Kamen writer Snipe where he's forming the T for the name Taiga, which is very silly. Uh, Lots of like push ups and heroes forming an H with his body and just just goofy poses, which is very fun. And then Shade links us uh, some some footage from Ultraman appearing at New York Comic Con, and I shared that with you. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Ultraman Blazar and uh, having a live fight at uh, New York Comic Con? It's amazing. It's it's, <laughs> it's so so good.
1: <laughs> like it's one of those things where I I think I would enjoy watching it, and also feel weird secondhand embarrassment of like we're in this tiny ass room. You guys are in <laughs> real costumes on this shitty three foot stage, uh, pretending to fight even more so than usual and just like screwing around. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's cool that they do it. I just feel like I would feel weird watching it. <laughs> in person. Uh,
0: yeah. If, if you listen to it, like with audio, it's very fun. Cause everybody in the, the audience is definitely on board with it. Cause they're all going like, Ooh, ah, like as things are <laughs> happening, um, which is so much fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's one of those things. It's kind of like wrestling, right? Where you, it's goofy if you think about it, but then when you're there with a bunch of people who are also, um, who are also in, into it, like you are, you can all sort of like suspend disbelief together and be, be like very revelatory in the fact that you're watching this goofy, silly thing. Um, I loved how how clearly ridiculous it all looked but how just how fun it was you know it reminded me of kaiju big kaiju big Battle. yeah Yeah, big battle um which yeah if if people aren't aware it was a wrestling promotion that was done by the uh chikara people where essentially it was this people would dress up as kaiju or just in funny costumes and they would have wrestling matches in those costumes. And it, it was as ridiculous as, as you'd see here and more. <laughs> and Well, um, like I,
1: I think the best part of those was they used to make shitty cardboard buildings to put in the middle of the ring. Right. So that the kaiju <laughs> would destroy the city during the match. That's right.
0: I'd forgotten about that part of that, it. That's yeah. like that's that's what makes
1: it that's that's what actually made it clutch to me. And not just like goofy wrestling costumes. Like they made a fake city to destroy all the time.
0: Totally. Yeah. Um yeah, super, super fun, just just like ridiculous. This this felt like it was in that same vein. So uh very cool. Thank you for sharing with that that shade. Then Shade has a very, I'm gonna say controversial opinion here, Toby. So strap in. I'm ready. We I'm ready we looked yell. at we looked at in the discord recently, the Disney imagination belt. We knew it was coming. Uh, A video was released, basically running through all the different things you can do with it, putting all the different keys in and seeing the animation. So in our discord, I pointed out that like, Oh, it's kind of impressive. Like there's just an LCD screen on this belt, which is where you see all the animations and there's lots of stuff it's doing um, with the various keys and various characters. And like, it's pretty complicated, and we would never get a mainline Common Rider belt that has just an LCD screen because that's way too expensive. So you're only going to see it in a product like this. I thought it was neat that it had one. Shade disagrees. <laughs> Shade says the Disney Imagination Belt was finally shown off on Bandai's channel, and honestly, it's kind of shitty. Like, really, that much money for a bunch of keys and a digital screen showing TikTok edits of Disney character PNGs? I do not understand who on earth would ever want this, minus the millionaire collectors. Every Rider Belt ever looks miles more entertaining than this.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: Shade, not on board.
1: (laughs) Shade's not on board. Uh, There's probably about, I'll say a couple million Disney Disney adults. There's probably enough crossover where they will respectfully disagree and buy enough of them where they'll make money and not worry about it.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I didn't care about like the Disney part didn't really scratch any itches for me, but I did like that like they put the key in the side and then the part of the key that goes in the driver shows up on the screen. I thought that that was really cool. Um, but I guess, yeah, like if you aren't into the screen gimmick, it really is like the front of it flips open and then that the screen is the gimmick. Like there is nothing else that it does. Um but I mean, like a normal rider belt just has like one gimmick built in, right? Like it's like it talks. The gimmick is it talks. <laughs> yeah, it talks. Maybe it spins once. Like it's like they're not that complicated. So like this one has, um, it's talking and animating. I don't know. That seems kind of cool. Uh, it is expensive. I would never buy that thing. But <laughs> but it was cool. To, <laughs> it was cool to look at it. Uh, and then another one uh, that Shade sends along is Chinese Commander fans made a short fan film uh, about Gotchard. And uh they made a like custom gotchard suit. So I, I watched that a little bit. Uh it's it's very short, but like impressive like uh craftsmanship, I'll say. Because honestly, if I showed you a screenshot from this and a screenshot from Gotchard, like I don't know if you'd really be able to tell a difference like at first glance. Like they're very close, which is super impressive.
1: That's cool um, then, if it if it looks that that on brand, we'll
0: call it. Yeah, and and the, like, their monster is also pretty cool as well. I'll, I'll send you a link; you can look at it while we uh, are are moving on. But like the the dedication is quite impressive. There. Hey, I know Billy, 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 Billy. Everyone's favorite video website that isn't in our country.
1: All my favorite J bands have a shitload of extra concerts on here, so <laughs> oh, really? I, I'm actually like. I'm a super hyper aware of this site. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, fake Gotchard looks pretty damn good.
0: Pretty good. Like you can tell. Like around the neck, it's a little bit different. But like for the, the,
1: the eye lenses, look cheaper. Yeah. But I mean, as a a general thing, like this looks extremely spot on to what you would see. I feel like, like.
0: for cosplay, right? Like exactly. Like it, it's pretty crazy. Shade also sends along a Waluigi AI cover of uh, Kemi's story. Oh no! <laughs> Which is exactly what you would think it is. <laughs> it sounds <Wah>. like Waluigi. <laughs> yeah, those uh, those AI voices are getting out of hand. I'll say. I think I think we're very close to, um, to to those just being very dangerous. I went and looked up the AI that made the Waluigi here because <laughs> I was it was curious, and you can just feed it if you sign up for like a beam account, of course, on that uh, that website. You can just feed it YouTube videos, and train it on any voice that you want. So you could just go like recreate a YouTuber, which is scary. That's <laughs> awesome. That's what we need. We could just we could just make AI Toby and Josh, and then that, we see, would. It
1: sounds, it sounds like a fantastic idea.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't have to do videos anymore. We would just we <laughs> we could we could use ChatGPT to come up with a script, and then we could feed it into the AI voices, and then we're just done. We could just have an episode every day.
1: And that's what the people would want, so that's good.
0: <laughs> Shane says, on the capitalism side of things, Bandai showed off the Geats and Gotchard ride watch sounds to, to further convince you to give up all your money for your toy overlords. And yes, they do sound cool. I, I haven't 100% decided if I'm buying any more ride watches, but th- these, these do look cool and they do sound cool. That's all but, that matters. And then uh, Shade moves on to say, now time for some announcements. Uh, they recently announced a Kamen Rider Geats special, Geats Extra Kamen Rider Gazer. Uh, that one's going to be on the TTFC, the Toei Tokusatsu fan club. The special will focus on Niram, the producer. Not sure if he'll be back or not, but I heard it's going to be a prequel. Um, it, or it's going to be like the Punk Jack special, and it's both a comeback and a prequel story. The special will also include a new variant of Gazer called Gazer Zero. I uh, I sent that uh, trailer along to you. How do you feel about getting more of the producer for Kamen Rider Geats?
1: As long as I put a good story to it, I think it, I think I'd be okay with it. Uh, if he's just like the the shady individual who gets gunned down again somehow.
0: <laughs> I'm interested in. Um, like finding out more about him like I think I think if you're gonna pick a character out to do a prequel about he's very interesting to me because yeah like he was he was both good and bad he had interesting elements I think they could really do a punk jack where you make him a sympathetic figure or you make him at least interesting in his um motivations that they currently don't do so yeah I, I'm interested in, in seeing that that's that's one of the more exciting ttfc things that i have heard
1: i appreciate that they let him eat more food during. Yeah, the
0: just constantly eating yep <laughs> very own brand uh and then shade goes on to say finally the big news the first common writer gotchard special it's called common writer gotchard versus common Rider legend and uh, we got an english sub trailer it's only 30 seconds long so it's a little teaser but um what are your thoughts on gotchard versus legend
1: I wanna see the guy make himself pretty or whatever the hell his catchphrase was. Make me handsome. Glamorous, I think, right? Yeah. We need fancy words, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Gotta get glamorous. (laughs) Everyone, of course, pointed out that um I think Shade goes on to say this here. Yeah. So Shade says, uh, this is huge news. In case you guys couldn't tell, a common legends design is basically common writer decayed, but gold, he's not decayed, mind you, but from what we've seen in the trailer. He has the exact same powers, but with legendary Rider chemi cards instead of regular Rider cards. Uh, heck, even his logo and poster tagline is the same as Decade's. They're literally making a new Decade. I have a feeling this guy is going to be very important in the Common Rider future, so this is a must watch for sure. Uh, yeah, so I, you haven't had too much experience with Common with Rider, Rider Decade. Decade's in the trailer very briefly, actually, the, the pink Ryder in the background um but this guy does look a lot like him <laughs> and <laughs> um and honestly really like in his his human form um has some vague resemblance to <laughs> to Decade as well but i just i love that design of Ryder with the like vertical lines through the helmet i've always thought that looked really cool so it would be interesting to see if the the Decade tie in is just visual or if they're like is a lineage storyline wise between the two of those. But yeah, they seem to be, they seem to be making a new, <laughs> new decay and, ca- <laughs> and calling him common Rider legend as well. Seems like he's important. That seems like an important name to assign to something.
1: Well, especially in like the way that the common Rider verse kind of blends together grand scheme of things. Yeah. It definitely makes him sound more important. Like when the when the Power Rangers used to have the the Sea and Red episodes or whatever how they were called, where like all thirty Red Rangers would show up together.
0: Forever Red, yeah. There
1: you go. Thank you. That <clears throat> that's what it was. But same vibe. We're like if we're calling them like the legend. I feel like
0: that something big has to go down with that. I agree. I agree. Shade says uh, something else that is crazy about this. Commander Legend was leaked way back when Gotchard was first aired. Uh, there was fan art of Legend that. Um, was spread around the internet at the time, but turns out, nope, it was the concept art for the character. It wasn't fan art after all. Uh, the leaker somehow got their hands on the literal concept art of *Common Rider* legend, and then uh, Shade shows kind of a leaked image versus official, and yes, it's pretty much identical <laughs> to what <laughs> what ended up being uh, being real. So yeah, I'm excited for that. That airs very soon. Uh, I think like November 5th. So uh, and hopefully that should get. Uh, subtitled pretty quickly since the trailer got subtitled very very quickly and they'll just be on youtube instead of the fan club so even easier to get access to so uh yeah we should be able to watch that one right away
1: this <laughs> it seemed like they were presenting it as a hey catch this immediately versus hey watch this in six months vibe so
0: yeah i think sure. you're right yeah I, I think we should watch it in in line as it comes out All right. And that wraps up our emails. Thanks uh, shade for sending in that information. If anyone wants to send an email like shade did, you can send those over to cast at commonwritersucks.com. And Toby from there, let's jump into discussing gotchard episode seven.
1: Let's do it. We didn't miss anything. The the most random of episodes, the scariest (laughs) one yet.
0: Uh. Yeah, it, it certainly um, opened with with smartphone. We talked about that. Um, both a great name and a terrible name for a phone, by the way, because it, <laughs> it's good because it's just smartphone, but it's also awful to say out loud. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have the uh, the academy group, the students uh, hanging out again. All four of them. I really like that they stick together. Like they're out hunting chemis together. Very cool. Is there, they're looking? Is there ahead. a name for
1: like? So if there's like a trio, obviously that's three. Is there an easy name for a group of four? Quartet? Is that, is that what it would be?
0: Yeah, I think a, a trio and then a quartet would be oh, four.
1: Okay, let's let's re- start referring to them as the quartet then, please. Okay. Let's make the, this the a
0: quartet. <laughs> the quartet is out hunting uh, Mechanicani and <laughs> a, <laughs> a Mechanical Kemi, um, and Hodoro decides he's going to go fishing for it. So... He fishes up with his, <laughs> so that's with, what his he does. <laughs> with his fishing pole. He he brings the kemi up. Uh, basically, the what uh, Sabi Maru and Ringay uh, wrap the kemi up like they kind of like hold it, and then Hodoro blinds it with the flashbang, basically, <laughs> and then captures it in a card. Uh, so then they all head back to uh, the restaurant, Hodoro's restaurant, to celebrate their catch. Uh, but then they have a little argument about who gets credit for the catch. Hodoro thinks that everyone should share it, but um, Renge and Sabi Maru think they did it. And uh, Kudo even points out that he used his commoner powers, which is kind of cheating. <laughs> so,
1: not that it, not that it matters, and not that's going to be like a, a sticking point. But like, it's weird that up until this point they didn't seem to care about the kemi stuff and would just trade each other or sell them to Hodoro and stuff. And now this episode we're making a big deal about who actually catches them. Who, like yeah, that, seems, who got that seems silly to me.
0: The, I, I guess before they aren't pooling their chemis, right? Like, so like it was still like Renge was like, these are my chemis. I got, she traded some to Hodorô, but like, it's not like they catch them and then just go throw them in a pile in the classroom where anyone can use them. So there There's is a like, little bit of ownership assigned to each of them for sure.
1: I guess. But if you're willing to give them away and trade them and stuff, I don't, I, I guess I don't see the logic of <laughs> the extra possession.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think I think it was mostly just some like some fun uh, joking some, with each other, some too. lighthearted banter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And while this lighthearted banter is happening, a young boy enters the restaurant. Toby, a young boy named Riku, he has a uh, cactus. He saw them earlier when they were catching the the Kemi, and he decided that they um, they could maybe take this cactus off of his hands. Uh, the cactus, of course, is a chemi. He says he and his father found it, and his father has told him to throw it away, but he wants to give it to them instead.
1: Josh, did you know that there's also a young boy named Riku in the greatest game ever, Kingdom Hearts?
0: I did know that. Good. Unfortunately, I did know that. So
1: I finally got to you. So it's extra funny because, they, as always, they talk about the door to darkness as well. So now <laughs> we have cute. Riku and the door to darkness. Very true. In, the, in this wonderful series.
0: Uh, very true. So this boy <laughs> hilariously, he seems fine. He seems okay. He's like, Hey, will you take this cactus? They're like, yeah, sure. And then instantly Hodoro is like, are you sure you want to give up this cactus? And the boy's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and Hodor is like, no, but really, really do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Hodoro instantly thinks the boy is having some emotions about the cactus and having given up. Um, and then he's projecting kudo pulls, some would say yes exactly a little bit of projecting is, is how i how i check that kudo pulls him aside and of course reminds him that yo we're gonna have to wipe this brain this kid can't keep this candy <laughs> it's,
1: it's getting too real again the brain wipes are getting too real again
0: <laughs> they're so real so as soon as kudo is like we're gonna wipe the brain of this little kid because he, he found this cactus it's like whoa take, take it down a notch kudo i do feel like hodoro's um his reasoning for why humans should be able to live with chemis is a little weak. Cause he, he explains to Kudo here, listen, only uh, human malice is the thing that causes like the, the him. <laughs> this is a little kid. He's never going to, there's going to be no malice around him. Like, he, he would never hate anybody. Yeah. You can't know that for sure though. Like it, it's still, a, it's like saying, listen, this kid can take this gun home. He's never gonna shoot anybody. <laughs> He's just a kid. <laughs> um, but they're they're debating about it, and Renge decides to take matters into her own hands, basically, and she captures the Kemi onto a card. <laughs> like, like, Which just matter of factly, just like, yep, it's mine now. Just blast it. I loved that. I loved that. It was like you're having this big discussion, and she's like, "No, I got this. It's cool." And then Riku runs off. <laughs> He's out. Hodoro, of course, goes goes after him, thinking, thinking again. Boy's gonna be distraught. New we best go friends. Ah, <laughs> uh, he catches up. Okay, let, I guess we'll we'll split up here a little bit because we we kind of cut back and forth a little bit. So we will uh, continue the the path here for now with Hodoro and the boy. He goes and finds the boy, and again, the boy's not really having that bad of a time. Hodoro really wants him to be. Um, cause he's like, listen, tell me how you're really feeling. And the boy's like, you're kind of annoying. I'm studying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the the little kid being the, the sassy younger sidekick for this one was overall very fun because even when he's annoying him, Hodor is like, I'm the smartest dude there is. I can help you. Yeah. And, then he, and he fails the kid's test and he's like yeah idiot. i'm smart too i told you this was hard
0: <laughs> yeah exactly i like when the kid's giving him lip too Hodoro just like at some point like looks to the side like rolls his eyes and he was like holy crap like he like he like he like mouths like this kid <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready for that it was like a very real reaction i thought that was very funny uh yeah the kid the kid definitely like is one upping hodoro this whole time i like you know it's this is challenging of course you're not gonna get it like and, and hodoro presents it as like well i went to grade school too <laughs> I, I i know how this works. You're,
1: you're just a stupid kid i got this
0: yeah you're a stupid kid with stupid kid problems and i'm just gonna i'm here to solve them because i am a high schooler <laughs> <laughs> um so they're they're having their little fight and hodoro finally decides that um they're gonna play kick the can so if, they brought it back yeah, exactly the grand tradition of common writer and can kicking <laughs> you loved it in common writer geats well here it is again in Gotchard. <laughs> at least at least it's a little more real now like
1: it's not like some weird dumb bullshit thing it's they' just they put a can on the ground and they're like yeah we're gonna kick we're gonna kick this bad boy
0: yeah right exactly and it's a you know common childhood thing like it made sense to come up here <laughs> i just i also like had to really laugh really hard to be like again with the can kicking <laughs> they love it They'd Someone over it. there in Commander Headquarters loves kicking cans. Um uh, so we'll pause there on their story where they they're they're getting ready to kick a can. Um, also meanwhile <laughs> uh, we have a little side. on the other side. We have a little uh, we have a little scene where uh, first uh Hodoro's mom is wanting um, wanting some errands to be run. So, uh, Ringe and Kudo decide to, to do those errands for her first Kudo offers. And then Ringe, uh, basically steps in and says, you're, you're paying then I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is very funny. And then we meet our, uh, sisters, our abyssal sisters, and they're, uh, hanging out in the church, you know, as you do. <laughs> I think using
1: the church is like a good spooky drama vibe. Cause it always adds. I feel like the, the stained glass and everything makes it seem more important and especially when there's like evil in the church it just seems like oh it's gonna be bad
0: yeah i agree i, I loved the church setting here um i loved later as well so that they have a little sort of like back and forth about like why why are our malgams sucking so bad <laughs> <laughs> um and then they-, they do a little like teasing for the future come to find out the teasing is that one of the sisters has like her eye on the person she's gonna make the next malgum And I loved that she, like, appears before him as a nun. She's just dressed (laughs) up as a nun. Um, Not something that I don't think think you could ever pull off in a uh, kid's show in America, but I love that that we get that spooky vibe. Because it was. Like, she was extra creepy dressed up as a nun, and she just stays in that outfit for the rest of the show, which was so fun. Um, We don't really know much about the guy that she's fusing with Akemi. Like, he's praying kind of in the church, and she, like takes advantage of his malice at that point. The evilness
1: uh, inside the church people.
0: As yeah. We... <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess that that does track, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, that's where our that's where our amalgam is created. And then we cut back to the park, kicking the can is about to happen. And right as the can is about to get kicked, uh it basically it gets shot. It's a bullet hole. Which
1: was awesome. Because g- g- it was g- actually g- like g- again, like it's it's real. It's more real than the goofy geeks games and stuff, it was like, okay, like, it's just a plain-ass can. There's no magic. It's just a plain-ass can.
0: Yeah. It, the the realness of it all was very apparent for the rest of this episode. So, like, essentially, Hodorow and this boy are, like, under, like, a live fire situation, right? Like, someone is shooting at them. There's a sniper <laughs> they can't find. Um, and, like, it they very, all looked...
1: The visuals looked awesome because they did very good like squibs out of the trees or off the ground were actually looked like they were shooting at children basically.
0: That was impressive. Yeah. I was actually surprised that they didn't just do like silly lasers or something like they actually did the squibs. Like you said, like it actually looked like shots were happening every time they'd fire Hodoro would like do a great job of being like, "Oh, Oh, like dodging and acting like he almost got shot. Um, it was actually like it was pretty tense. Like I, I, they did a really good job, and because this was a two-parter, they were able to give some of those scenes, like I, actually the whole episode, really felt like it had room to breathe. <laughs> you like more so these, able, yeah, yeah. You were able to linger in some scenes and get a little bit more context. Like they normally wouldn't have given uh, Riku that long when he's basically telling Hodor he's annoying. Like they gave him a lot of room there. To 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 show his personality, and same here. I think they gave it a lot of room to amp up the um, how scared they were <laughs> that they're just getting <laughs> shot at here. Um, and then he he does a thing which I loved. So Hodoro is a common writer, obviously has a lot of power, but he's trying to protect this kid. He doesn't know what he's up against. He doesn't know where the shots are coming from, even. So he calls back to the academy to ask for help. <laughs> and ask for like an ID on the Kemi, the 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 amalgam that's that's fighting them, and I just thought that was like so freaking cool. That, like he's he's like phoning home to to, to <laughs> call for help. support. Yeah. Uh, first he calls uh, Sabi Maru, and Sabi Maru he can't hear him because he talks too quietly. Uh, the dude's iPad translator dies, so he can't speak up louder. So Spanner gets on the phone, <laughs> which Hodorio, the boss. Not very excited about, but Spanner is there and he's ready to help. And Hodorow basically tells him, "Hey, that, like I've got fighting this Malgam. He's shooting spikes. Like, can you figure out who this guy is? What what he what he's what he's doing? I need to figure out where he's shooting from. And um, yeah, they find out that he is a, uh, a like a dragonfly, basically. So which was which was
1: hard to read in the costume when you first saw the costume."
0: i could I not figure it out yeah <laughs> i would have had
1: no idea other than the fact that they told me
0: yeah i i definitely um was was pretty lost <laughs> as to what what we were doing there um but once once they explained like it it made it made some sense uh and it looks cool but the only thing that i could notice when he first transformed was it looked like he had a crazy pompadour hair <laughs> situation um which I still am not sure if they were trying to make it look like a pompadour or if that was like a larva or something. I don't, I don't know, really know what was going on top of his head, but it looked like a pompadour.
1: <laughs> like other than like possibly like the butt of a dragonfly, I really don't know what else it would be. Like yeah, somehow like his tail that, wrapped yeah. around to his head or up to his head or whatever you want to call it.
0: That could make sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the... The, the 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 realization there is that he's a dragonfly he's shooting from above so Hotoro is able to look up and actually see the the dragonfly um, and then in in what is a crazy scene <laughs> he he takes a shot right to the heart <laughs> just a full on he's not transformed he takes a stabbing blow right to the heart but luckily Toby Hopper One was there to take the take the bullet for him. <laughs>
1: I actually thought Hopper died. Me too. And I got real sad for a second, and then it was pretty much like, "Oh shit, he actually got shot." Into, oh shit, it looked like the dagger thing went through Hopper. To he just like wiped the the stabby thing off of Hopper, and he's like, "Thanks, buddy." And Hopper just goes, "Hopper," and it was fine. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, Oh, uh, so strange, so strange. But uh, it was it was cool that Hopper protected him. But yeah, there was there was no stakes for Hopper there. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's all good. I'm fine." <laughs> Um, also, other stuff that's happening at the same time, of course, we mentioned the shopping trip that was happening. Um, so they they head to, to go do their little um, shopping trip, uh, kudo and and uh, Renge, and they end up like stopping in for like some tea at like a bakery or something. And the revelation here, Toby, is that Kudo doesn't know how to order at a restaurant. <laughs>
1: I I get—I mean—I get overwhelmed overwhelmed sometimes too. When they're like, "You can get this, this, or this," but it was funny. Like they had a good, other than like Japanese media graphic. I don't know what else to call it, but they showed like (laughs) a weird text graphic of Kudo's brain overloading with too many options. It was kind of funny. Like
0: (laughs) it it was really good, actually. Yeah, (laughs) Um, they—they do a good job of like the graphics in the show whenever they do the alchemy and stuff. This was like. It was like an alchemy graphic, but about her options at the cafe, <laughs> which was really, really good. And it was, it was the, it was the spiel that you always get at places like that, where it is just overwhelming. Where it's just like, well, we can have this or this, and you can have this if you get this. We well, you can upgrade it to this. So we always offer these. Like, <laughs> if you want a big size, you get right ahead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I wonder where they're going with this though, because I, I don't think that they're gonna get like. A nuanced, just nuanced, uh, like description of, um, you know, uh, anxiety. <laughs> I think <laughs> there's, I think there's more to it, <laughs> and there's probably some like reveal they're gonna do, uh, but I don't know what that could possibly be. Like they, she tries to explain it of like, oh, I don't hang out after school with very many people, so I, I've never ordered because of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm wondering what her whole home life is now because her dad is a traitor. And probably dead. She know, we, know, we know that. Well, I'll assume she doesn't have one.
1: She probably just stays at home. She probably goes to school and goes home and just watches the house or something.
0: Do, but does she have a mom? She's never mentioned your mom. That's what I want to know. Like, is she living at home alone?
1: I'm going to say yes. And that's why she enjoys being with Hodoros mom when she goes to the diner.
0: Oh, that would be cute. I like it. <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> so that. Well, then good. Then they don't have to date. They can be like the brother or sister, sister, neon geeks vibe. And they can, they can be like... No, like my mom's cool. And then when they figure out who Hodo's dad is, they can have their own little like new quote unquote family or real family. Like, I'm not trying to. <laughs> that's,
0: that's adorable. I like that. Okay. That's good.
1: That's my new happy prediction for the end of this show.
0: Also, this episode, no love triangle stuff. Yep. See, I'm back in. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had the quartet. They were hanging out. Spanner didn't run across them. We didn't have to have any sort of uh, triangle thing. We didn't have the trio. We just had the quartet. <laughs> <laughs> a little better, um, a little better. Yeah, and I like that, I did like the Hotoro was forced to get help from Spanner, but I like that Kudo didn't come up in that help. It was unrelated to her, which is very nice.
1: They're learning, uh, they're adapting.
0: They are. But then to wrap uh, wrap this up here, so Hotoro gets shot, he realizes the dragonfly is up in the air, he's got to go take him out, he henshins, and he needs to get up in the air to go fight the Malgam. So in order to do that, He uses Hawkstar and Sabo needle and that uh, turns him into this guy who looks like a cactus. Basically is he he's, it's a very cool look. He's got like spiky arm plates. Um, He's very pointy. He's like yellow and green. I think it's a
1: cool, cool look. I I thought the visual was awesome. He reminds me of like Tommy's OG green ranger costume (coughs) just with spikes and a little bit brighter or like, with like with Tommy with like uh Dragonzord parts on him kind of thing like it's like a a cool like throwback but he looks awesome it's one of my favorite like new combos
0: I agree yeah I think that of the combos we've seen in the show that have been uh not wild forms the actual like transformations um I think this is my favorite I I like it a lot I think it looks very very cool there's a lot they, they it's not just like we made the helmet look different. They really did a lot with the whole costume, which I think is very cool.
1: yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the better it's better than like the mini mouse um, mushroom one.
0: <laughs> so much better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, he uses this this new uh this new combo to fly up in the air, and go after the dragonfly. However, as he gets in the air and this leads us to our cliffhanger, something goes wrong, I guess with Sabo needle. Uh, he like, he it, bails
1: out of the driver.
0: Yeah, he like he he shunts himself out of the like locked in phase, and like the card's done. He pops out. He's 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 over it, and Hodoro like dehens and just starts <laughs> falling to earth. It's a he's a long way up. <laughs> and the, that's the, our, the, that's the, our look,
1: the Yeah, the visual looks bad, but the, the vibe is there.
0: <laughs> the visual didn't. I don't think looked as bad as as like every time we saw that floating platform in Geet's. <laughs> that's fair like it was better than that and we saw that every episode (laughs) (laughs) i think in general i think that the cg in gotchard has been a lot better than Geets. i will say
1: yeah there's there's a i feel like there's more money in this one somehow
0: it feels like it like because we're seeing a lot of cg like every one of these stupid chemis is cg um but they're all they're not realistic but they're they're palatable (laughs) they're, they're fine yeah, I don't I'm not like upset at, at any of them looking poor uh which in Geats, some of those things were like really you thought this was okay? You you, you thought you did a good day's work on this? <laughs> this is it? <laughs> uh but yeah, that's our that's our cliffhanger for uh really the first two-parter that Gotchard has done.
1: Yeah, it's there's at least like stakes to it. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so you're 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 into this episode so far?
1: Yeah, there especially if there's no there was no trio bullshit. I feel like that makes it better.
0: <laughs> I knew as soon as I finished this that, that you would like that aspect. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Riku. I like the boy. Uh, we're obviously gonna find out in episode two here, the second second part of this uh, arc, that you know the boy really did love Sabo Needle and blah. blah, blah I'm sure is all gonna come up, but. Uh, I love what we have so far of him just being like, you're annoying. Leave me alone. I'm trying to study. (laughs) This is such a good characterization of a little kid. (laughs) So yeah, definitely. Um, And yeah, lots of, lots of good character interactions here. I like that. We got some alone time with Renge and Kudo. I like that spanner had to help out on the phone Um, and uh, Hodoros in peril. That's always fun too. (laughs) (laughs) Got some stakes. Yep. Got some stakes indeed. All right. Well, that's a fun episode. Yeah. I, uh, I continue to, uh, be, I guess, happy, enthused about, (laughs) about Gotchard. It continues to be fun. And, uh, yeah, are ramping up, like I, uh, especially with like a two-parter here and stuff like they're doing, um, more complicated stories that I kind of didn't think we'd get. I thought it would more of like a monster of the week series for a while. So, uh, very cool. Very exciting. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. So, Toby, why don't you tell the people where they can find you on the internet?
1: On Twitter, it's at Life of Tobes. And on YouTube, it's Tobes Plays.
0: All right. Yeah, I am uh, pretty much everywhere at Pretty Dece Josh. You can find me on uh, Twitter and uh, Threads and and um, uh, Tumblr, <laughs> all the places like that. And on YouTube, it is Pretty dot youtube.com slash Pretty all right, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you want to send us in an email like Shade did this week, send those over to cast at commonrunnersucks.com. Also, we have a Patreon. We would love for you to check that out. For just $3 a month, you get access to a ton of bonus content um, that comes out every single week, and you get all of our, our back history of everything we've put out so far as well. Um, you get access to our watch and react series where you watch uh, an episode of Common Writer along with us. You get to hear us talk over it, hear our jokes. Basically, mystery science theater, but for Common Writer. Uh, we are working through X Aid right now. We're getting close to the second movie, uh, which we'll watch that as well. So that's, that's very fun and exciting. Uh, we finished all of uh, Black Sun as well, if you want to check that out and what our, what our thoughts of that are um join up patreon three dollars a month you also get access to our discord where you can uh talk about all the common writer news uh, as it happens we can we can discuss that it's always fun to hang out there uh so give that a give that a little check there are links in the description of, of this uh or just check out patreon.com slash the comment writers Alright, folks. Well, again, thanks very much for listening. Glad you joined us here for this episode. Uh, please come back for the next one. We will talk about the uh, the big finale of this two-part episode. That will be episode eight. Uh, but in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. Peace.